0: Thank you.
1: there bogus listeners thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the forever bogus podcast and it's me b-boy bogus bryce aka mr bryce staring at the beautiful eyes of my best friend my best man jamie killsby
2: aka oh hey what's up motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> i had been one, holding i that. had one queued up yeah that one that one was in the system for a minute yeah hey man it's me uh j-dog aka wacky mouth man and,
3: uh, <laughs> I just made that. Trying
2: something new yeah, on, just, eh? just made that up now. No, uh, what's it? J-Dog, and your favorite rapper from the middle school lunch table, and back again <laughs> to back talk again. about, I don't know, what do, hey, what are we talking about? I don't even know what we we're talking about. That. I didn't prepare. Oh, man, that's, that's horrible. But you don't really have to prepare for this episode, because we are
1: currently on Hiatus. It is January. It's the new year. We typically take off the first month to kind of uh, get some more production with our episodes and get everything in line for the last half of the season. I can't believe we're already halfway through the season. This is crazy.
2: You have to be careful with hiatuses because... That's what happened with Blake One Eighty Two. Oh, hey, we're just going on a hiatus, and all of a sudden, yeah, ten years went Tom DeLonge <laughs> is chasing Martians, and they've—he's been replaced by Matt Skiba <laughs> as the vocalist. So, hey, I, I, he's uh, all right. He's—he's he's doing okay. The band's doing Matt's well. Matt Skiba's the best. That's Matt's for Kiba's sure. The best. And if he takes my place on this podcast, <laughs> you know, Matt Skiba, I don't know. Does, is he looking for a podcast right now? Maybe
1: I don't know. It's everyone's in quarantine still, so I'd imagine he's looking for something to do.
2: <laughs> All right, is that the know. plan? Is it, is it, is it going to come back in February? February. I always forget the R in the middle right, of February. That's so
1: hard to say. And it's funny to hear it like is. robots say that. February February
2: <laughs> the only reason I remember it is the five dollar footlongs uh you know yeah February any five da, 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 da. hey that uh that host is in jail still, huh i
1: I believe so, unfortunately, but we didn't want to keep you guys high and dry during this month of I, of our hiatus because we will be back in February, I promise we'll definitely be back with all that nostalgic content, your weekly. Nostalgic content that you desperately need through these trying times. But
2: (laughs) We'll be back in February like the $5. $5. (laughs) $5. Hey, Subway going to give you diarrhea. Steer clear. I
1: hate Subway. I don't know how anybody could even... I don't know how they're still in business. But that is not what we're talking about today. Today, we are doing a Clips episode. You may remember this from our previous seasons. You may may remember it from uh, all the... Season finales of The Simpsons. They always have, like, a clips episode of all the best clips from the season or season pass.
2: Yeah, but instead of best clips, we're going to kind of do things that you haven't really heard before. Things that had to get cut because the episode was running too long. Yeah. Because I think that... Hold on, they got another one in the chamber. Uh-oh. Oh, I think that <laughs> if you hear stuff that you've already heard before, you know, you might be inclined to turn away and say, oh, I already heard this. This is stuff that had to be cut. This is deep yes. cut stuff. You know, this is like when the band releases you know their b-sides or their anthology album, you know and it's just mean? like a yeah, bunch yeah, of like...
1: stuff of like them talking before they hit they actually started playing their instruments like stuff like that exactly things that were yeah. cut for time or things that just did not make the show at all, and I kept all those things.
2: Some of them are very good, and that's the thing too. Don't don't uh, don't think this is the garbage episode where we dump all the garbage <laughs> and recycle. He was uh, we'll do that Bryce later. Was going over. Yeah, you know, we were going over what we we're about to talk about. I'm like, damn, that was good shit. Why'd they get cut in the first place?
1: Yeah. Well, here's your opportunity to actually hear all that. Yeah. So the first one on our list comes from our In Betweeners episode number two, and if you remember, Jamie, you were talking about like weird toys that you obtained and weird ways. Can you kind of elaborate on that?
2: Yeah, I, back back in that episode, I thought it would be interesting to sort of highlight, you know, not just some cool nostalgic toys for the sake of cool nostalgic toys but cool nostalgic toys that I received or found or came across in a strange way, you know, not, not your birthday, not Christmas, not going to the store to get it, you know, so in the show I highlighted um, seeing a toy laying in my Neighbor's backyard <laughs> and using a, a fishing a fishing pole to try to get it out of there because I wanted it. And um dang, what else did I talk about? Uh a couple really interesting action yes. things. And we have another one here for you that got cut. And this was actually uh one of my favorite stories, one of my least favorite real life things to live through, and <laughs> and uh you'll you'll find out why. All right, perfect. Well, uh let's do that. Let's jump into that clip right now. Dig diggity. Uh, I got two more to rattle off. These are a bit quicker and a little less interesting, but, um, this one, this one here is the story is very short, but it's special for a specific reason. I'll tell you what it is. Okay. It's a, it's a macho man figure, um, that I got on my birthday cake, uh, (laughs) in, in fourth grade. What and size
1: was it? Was it like a it was, small one? No, or like it was a, a,
2: full, a full-on full action figure. My wow. dad knew I liked figures, so he popped them off and put it on the cake. The That's reason great. why it's so special is I have displayed this one... Ever since. It's still in my living room. You know, it, it's... It, <laughs> I think it's, I've seen
1: the picture of it. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you
2: might have. Yeah. I've, I have him displayed pretty much since 1997. Wow. You know, no matter wow. what apartment I lived in or what house I lived in, he was always displayed. And to take it one step further, um, a lot of action figures on the bottom of the foot have like a little hole to be pe- mm-hmm. uh, pegged into like a stand. Yes. Um, and his still has... Petrified vanilla frosting in it. <laughs> to this day, you should
1: dig it out and try it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, honorable mention uh, in this strange acquisition of action figures. Um, I was in Florida as a kid, and I was with uh, an aunt that I don't see very often, and we were in a store, and I saw this uh, this rad. Tarzan action figure okay. and it was this strange line oh, that I remember those I, yeah. wait is this
1: like for the Disney Tarzan
2: no no it was before oh, right. that believe okay, it or okay. not and it was uh, this weird like Turok inspired mm. line where it was like half metal machinery steampunk right. steam okay. almost you would say cool. and I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen and this was in like uh, I don't know June mm-hmm. in Florida and uh so she's like, "Oh, I'll get it for you." I'm like, "That's very fucking cool of you." Of course, I didn't say it that way. Can you imagine, <laughs> little kid? Hey, You're that's like, fucking well, cool. If you you. Yeah. <laughs> and then so she buys it. I'm stoked. I, I, you know, I don't like to think that I was a spoiled kid, but I was certainly used to people buying me action figures. So I was like, "Cool, thanks. I'll take that now." Yeah. And she was like, "Well, you have to wait till Christmas." Oh, and it's fucking the worst June. Words to
1: hear when it comes and so to any action figure. When
2: we left. That vacation in June, she handed my mom a wrapped action figure, said, don't let him open it till Christmas. And I said, at that point, I'm like, throw it away.
1: (laughs) I don't even care anymore.
2: (laughs) Put it in the garbage. And (laughs) they did. They made me wait, man. Damn. Yeah. So I, so I, you know, that's. The other ones I found and won and stuff like that. This was still bought for me. But I think that long stretch of fucking like six months of knowing exactly what it like. is. I'm not going to be surprised.
3: Yeah. You know.
1: (laughs) I'm kind of upset that that didn't make the cut for the actual episode. But I'm glad that we can hear that story once again and everyone else can hear it as well.
2: The truth is that I uh I have no shortage of action figure stories
0: unfortunately.
2: <laughs> you know, I whereas people might have, you know, dating stories or uh uh, I don't know what do people talk about uh, buying I don't know cars what talk and about doing nowadays. taxes. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, TikTok dances. I don't have any <laughs> TikTok dances stories. I have extra figure stories, you know. And uh, yeah, it's a shame that one didn't make it to the episode, but I'm glad it is now seeing the light of day. Thank you for that. Wow.
1: Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Well, here's another Jamie, <laughs> Jamie Killsby clip cut for time during our TV party tonight. All right, episode. You want me to do that again? TV party tonight. Oh. Alright.
0: <laughs> it's very
2: telling that uh I'm learning a lot about myself about how much stuff gets cut in this show. <laughs> you know, it's it's a combination. you are
1: long-winded sometimes. Yeah and like majority of the time I don't care, but if we have a lot of topics to cover, it's kinda like I'm sorry, dude, we've got to keep you under time here. But this one is for our TV party tonight, and it was, like, the last thing you wanted to talk about. We just ran out of time, unfortunately. But it was a story from 1998 during the WWF Attitude Era where somebody's penis actually got cut off. <laughs> yeah, this is –
2: this is. Uh, I I like this so much that I thought that this could have been its whole own episode – uh, I could have t- expanded the story over the co- course of about 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about here is the Japanese stable of wrestlers in 1998 and, uh, their, you know, feud with Val Venus and they want to cut his penis off with a samurai sword. And this went on for a few weeks. They ran this program for a few weeks and, uh, you know, Val Venus would be having a match and these Japanese guys would come out and go, Hey, chubby chubby, yo pee <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable to see this kind of stuff on on primetime television as a child, and it 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 explains you know who I am as an adult now, very yeah. much so. Unfortunately, <laughs> I could see it. <laughs> I don't even mean that to be funny or, or crass, you know. I'm just, I'm thinking all, all think of all the stuff we like, you know. Of course, we're terrible and weird adults. Yeah, we watched Ren and Stimpy growing up, but this one was very formative. Uh, You know, <laughs> for
1: you, uh, especially. <laughs> yeah, I, I just
2: what a fascinating storyline. Who wrote it? Where did it come from? Well, if we did a full episode on it, I would tell you. But I don't know. I decided to leave that a mystery in the void and just pretend it's real. It's still real to me. <laughs> damn it's it.
1: still real. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I guess without further ado, let's press play and jump into
2: that clip. Choppy, choppy, yo, pee <laughs> Alright. This, this is a bonus one. I'm not going to go as hard. This might, this will only be, this will be a short one, but I okay. would be remiss to not mention it. <laughs> um, it I want to talk about a brief feud in professional wrestling in 1998 uh, <laughs> where uh, a man got his penis chopped off. Oh my god. Do you remember this? I, do you remember this? At all? I
1: don't remember this. It okay. was this real or fake? Like was this just written into the story or did this actually
2: happen? Yeah, this was, no, this was story. This is a word. Okay, okay, um, okay. I do so, not remember this. So that was yeah, yeah. So this was uh Valvenus uh and his feud with the Japanese wrestling stable Kai Untai. Okay? <laughs> okay? Uh Kai Untai, was it uh so so Valvenus, let me start with Valvenus. Valvenus was a mid-tier professional wrestler never never was on the top of the line never really on the bottom so he was right in the middle uh but his gimmick was he was a porn star and he would do all these <laughs> vignettes of him and like a foggy lens where he'd be laying with women and he'd be saying things like hello ladies you know all this shit um, <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and so he, he he was he had a porn star gimmick straight up and it was awesome he came out with a towel wrapped around his waist and he was always humping the air and stuff like that very <laughs> interesting to see as a kid in 1998 um on the other hand, Kai and Tai was a Japanese wrestling stable comprised of Shiru, Dick Togo, Shofunaki, Takamishinoku, and they were managed by Yamaguchi-san.
0: Yeah, so okay, I do remember that. The story starts in
2: 1998, uh, where a sex tape of Val Venus and Yamaguchi-san's wife uh, leaks and you know, you see Yamaguchi seeing it. he's he's all mad. he's. Uh, blah, blah, blah. so he <laughs> he he drags his wife to the ring and with the intention to spank her with a giant wooden paddle, okay um, And right before that happens, uh, she's rescued by Valvenus. Uh, a week later, Valvenus finishes a match unrelated, and at the end of it, he's confronted by Yamaguchi, who brings out a big salami and he chops it in half with a samurai sword. <laughs> And he yells the famous line, I choppy choppy, you pee (laughs) pee. Famous, just echoed into the walls of history. That's where that's from. (laughs) Uh, So the following week, Val Venus teams up with Japanese wrestler Taka Michinoku to take on the tag team of Fogo and Funaki. Um, But as the match is going on, uh, Taka... Uh, Michinoku he takes a he does a turn on uh, on Val so he's now it's three on one and these Japanese wrestlers are just kicking the shit out of him <laughs> oh and you know he reveals that he's part of Kaintai so uh, Kai and Tai then drags Val Venus into the back and he's screaming and they're all going we chop it chop oh, it yo pee pee and um, <laughs> if you think that that accent is racist, I'm just doing what I heard on TV. WWF was a very toxic place in 1990. It was not and good. That's exactly yes. what it sounded like. <laughs> yes. um, so, so then they,
1: is now penisless. <laughs> well, well,
2: here's the thing: he gets tied to the uh, he gets tied to a post in the backstage, and all the guys are holding him down. Then uh, Yamaguchi comes with a samurai sword and he holds it up in the air and swings it down towards uh Valvinus crotch, who's now pantsless and uh, you see from behind him. And then the light turns off and that's it. And that's the end <laughs> of the clip. And you don't know what happens. And then next week, uh, he took a week off. So no answer to the to the the question, what happened? But okay. the following week, Val t- comes back and everyone's wondering what he's going to say. And he goes, uh... Obviously, I'm not going to sell it like him. But basically... He was like, uh, hey, you guys remember uh, John Wayne Bobbitt, who, who was the guy who famously got his penis yes, cut off by yes. his wife? And uh, he said, yeah, uh, John Wayne Bobbitt was uh, in the building that night, and he turned off the lights right before, and he saved me. And that's how it ended. And that was it. <laughs> okay. I
1: was like, what? Okay. <laughs> how wild is that? It, they probably did that gimmick just because it was such such a popular hot topic. Because it probably happened yeah.
2: around that same time,
1: so that that makes sense. But that is so random for that to happen in wrestling.
2: <laughs> that there for there was a four week feud that revolved around a Japanese group of uh, of wrestlers threatening to chop off a porn star's penis. And when that that <laughs> that story went four weeks, brother, that is wild. That is wild, okay. valvenu still has the penis. That's good to know, yep. I actually <laughs> met him. I met him uh I met him, and I got a picture of him with me and my mom, and uh, he was a very nice guy, and uh he actually would later go on to be um a, the main reason why, if you watch w w e now, uh they don't do headshots with chairs anymore because uh, there was a bit back concussion. where. Well, not you. You could see this clip. It's really hard to watch. I don't know what was going on with him, but uh, Triple H starts wailing him in the head with a chair. And as it's happening, even as a viewer who knows wrestling's fake, you're like, you're kind of like, you're kind of hitting that guy a little too hard, man. Dang. And he was, he was, and so I don't know if there was like a feud backstage or something, but he fucked him up for real. And he was like, he said that he couldn't sleep for more than like twenty minutes at a time for like the next fifteen wow. years. Wow, and That's uh, fucked. But he's doing okay now. He uh, he, I believe. I don't know if he works there or if he runs it. But he the, he works in a dispensary in Vegas, um, and he's a big cannabis advocate. And uh, he seems to be doing better. And you know, a lot of nice. love for Valvides He was very kind to me when I met him, and uh, he got a great picture with my mom and I. And he gave us the great chepi Chapi Ubinas" gimmick from the <laughs> night and perfect. <laughs> Wow man that is um,
1: very fascinating. I have never actually heard that story. At least I don't remember that. I must have I must have blocked it out in my head, but I'm glad that you brought that up and I'm glad that we can actually listen to that again.
2: Let's do a whole episode on on that. Oof. You know, story. You're welcome
1: line. to. It might be a solo episode, but you're you're welcome too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that if I were to do a solo episode about specifically about the you know, Valvenus getting his penis chopped off in wrestling it would be very strange. It would be very experimental. I would record it <laughs> from the opening of a sewer, you know, okay. and I would be eating Subway, you know, while recording it. So you would hear me we chewing. we have a diaper
1: on? I feel like you have to have a diaper on. No, no, no. no. The,
2: the Subway sandwiches, you know, it alludes to, you know, Val, Val Venus's pe- long penis. Footwear. Oh, I see. Yeah. But yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, earlier yeah. at the top of the show, you said that, you know, subway will wreck your stomach. So I just kind of assumed that that would be. No, oh, that's
2: why I'm standing in the sewer. I'll just be kneeling oh, over naked so you're and naked. Just- I got you. Yes. Okay,
1: okay, okay. That, this this is-,
2: is this is all making sense now. This is the kind of podcast I want to do. <laughs> standing <laughs> naked in a sewer while eating, talking about wrestling. If you would listen to that, please, please send me a message, um, and we'll see if we can get you know the uh, Patreon going for that. Okay. Yeah, that,
1: that sounds about right. We'll get some funding, too. We'll get some advertisement and stuff. Maybe yeah. for, like, MeUndies. <laughs> yeah, for real. Actually, that's a
2: great crossover. Hey, to uh, MeUndies, I do a podcast where I shit myself. Um, I think it's a great promotion for you guys.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I like this.
3: I like this.
2: Okay, all right. Before we get too
1: deep into that, uh, we were both guests on other podcasts. And uh, thankfully, um, here in Kansas City, there's quite a few. So I was actually able to do... Uh, one in person, and this one was called Taco the Town. And I know we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, before I actually joined on to that podcast for an episode, but it's like uh, this podcast that focuses on good eats here in Kansas City, and specifically taco joints here in Kansas City.
2: What's going on in Kansas City? Y'all like ICP down
1: there? We do like ICP. Uh, I actually know a a friend of mine, Scary Gary, he is all about... uh, the family and he'll go to like any concert. It Doesn't matter who's playing or anything. He he loves it. And we have still yet to go to a concert, and that's that kind of bums me out. I really can't wait till things go back to swish 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 normal. And uh, maybe I can uh, attend a gathering.
2: I, I, I think, think I think it'd be interesting. I think we've hit a point in society, especially our society now, where we've come kind of full circle. And I think that people are ready to start enjoying ICP, Insane Clown Posse, you know, uh, in a very sincere way. I'm serious about it. actually Actually, because I was I was wrapping gifts and I wanted to throw on, they have a 1994 Christmas EP.
1: Oh, wow.
2: And I decided to throw it on, and I was like, wait a second, is this, like, kind of good? And, it well, I mean, I can't speak to the, the newer stuff, but, like, the old stuff is, I don't know, weirdly good. Hey, maybe I should, it is. you know...
1: Uh, I don't know. It's fun. You can definitely party to it. But anyway, we're getting way too deep. We're getting way off topic here. But I was a guest on Talk of the Town podcast, and I encourage you to subscribe to his podcast. I think it's fascinating whether you're whether if you live in Kansas City or not. They bring on a lot of local people who are either famous or affiliated in some way with uh, the community out there. Uh, we were, when I was on there, we talked a lot about nostalgia. We talked a lot about like fast food taco joints that we went to when we were younger and started to like, you know go through college and stuff. And that, I think that's one to pull a clip from is that segment there. Talking about the taco joint nostalgia. Are you ready to listen to this,
2: Jamie? j Dog? I, th- I think I'm ready.
1: Are you ready? You can put your diaper on or my
2: undies on. No, I, like I said, I'm squatting naked. I think I'm oh, ready. Oh, that's yeah. right
1: in the sewer. Okay, okay, okay. Before uh, we get blinded here, <laughs> let's I'm jump serious into that
2: about clip. that podcast. Give me, give me some money, okay? <laughs> now let's hear it, man. Tacos. All right, let's do it.
3: Well, uh, Bryce, uh, you were telling me you grew up. In Brookfield, Missouri. Correct, yes. This is kind of part of your taco origin story. Mm -hmm. They had a taco Tico in Brookfield. Is that right?
1: They did. So I uh, did most of my growing up in Brookfield, but I was actually born in Columbia, Missouri, which I still love going back and and visiting Columbia. A lot of nostalgic feelings there. But yes, Brookfield, a town of like 5,000 people. I was surprised that you kind of knew where it was. You drove past Brookfield to get to Chicago, which is very odd. But uh, yes, so when I first moved there, there was only a few restaurants. They just opened up at McDonald's, but across the street was Taco Tico. And I'm kind of sad and disappointed because I did not appreciate it enough when I was a kid. I was kind of new to tacos around that time. I was like, you know, six years old. Is that when when you think you had
3: your first taco? Um,
1: I don't think it was my first one, but I think it was my exposure to like the first fast food taco. It blew my mind, I, I loved it. And then within two years, I think it was like by 1997, it closed down. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm tell telling you this, a, a combination KFC and Taco Bell went into the place of that same building. Oh man. Which is unfortunate, but I have like this love hate relationship with, with Taco Bell.
3: Cause it killed Taco Tico it, in, your, exactly, in your town. Exactly. Now, Taco Tico is a magical place. I think I had it pretty early on in my life. Okay. And, and my parents actually, when they first were married, they would go eat at Taco Tico. It was like
1: <laughs> it was like a romantic date. It was. You want to check in to, out in the Topeka, Tico?
3: Kansas? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's held a warm place in my heart. I would take road trips to Wichita, Kansas, just to take pictures of Taco Tico. <laughs> just
1: to take pictures. You won't even eat it. Just taking no, just, pictures. Just
3: give me in the parking lot. There I need go. a picture of that Taco get Tico. That
1: fix a little bit later on down the road. Yeah.
3: And Taco Tico. I don't know if they still have this, but they used to sell beer at Taco Tico. Really? So you could get a cold beer. At a fast food joint,
1: that's unheard of around the time. I think like the only place I can think of, like fast food wise, is Chipotle, right? That sells beer. But if I was twenty one back in the day when I was eating a Taco Tico, I would have probably a couple nice cold Buds, right, (laughs) while eating those tacos.
3: So you say you have a. Love hate relationship with Taco Bell has it warmed up or
1: what? It has over the years. I've had some really bad uh, stomach issues <laughs> because right? of, I don't know how um, explicit I can get here on this show. Feel free but you
3: can you can cuss if you okay, want to. Okay, cool.
1: But uh, yeah, really bad shits from from Taco Bell because I ate it almost every day for a good like solid couple years when I was in college because their dollar menu was off the hook. I mean, better than McDonald's. Mm-hmm. It tastes better, especially when you're drunk after right. drinking, you know, 6 or 7 beers, like who's sober enough to drive to down the street to Taco Bell? And uh, who's buying? But but yes. Um, but over the years, I've kind of like revisited some old stuff. And they've gotten a, br- a bunch of brand new stuff. And honestly, I feel like the quality's gotten better too. So I'm starting to love Taco Bell a little more now.
3: What about you said you also have feelings on Taco Bueno and Taco John's?
1: I do. So I went to school in St. Joe. I don't know if you're familiar with that area. Pretty much nothing but Taco John's there. But I call it Taco Wands. Taco Wands. <laughs> Taco Wands. And their Taco
3: Tuesdays were amazing. They're the inventor of Taco Tuesday. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I they had the trademark that. of Taco okay, Tuesday. Yes, no, no,
1: they had the trademark. Yeah. yeah, which I believe is like a dollar twenty-five a taco or something, or maybe it was you no, know, it's seventy-five cents back in the day. And I would get probably ten tacos, put about half of them in the fridge because they still tasted good cold. I don't know if it's just me. Oh, really? Yeah, it might just be me. But don't reheat them because then they taste like shit. Right. But uh, you know, eat half of them and then. Have a little bit of fun later on down that, that night, you just eat a nice. Maybe that's why. Maybe I was too drunk. It didn't matter if they were cold, <laughs> but they're great cold. Taco Tuesdays are amazing at Taco Wands. Now, would
3: you go get your big sack of potato Olays too?
1: <sighs> if I can afford it, because I was definitely in college, I would, but I would instantly regret it. Cause it's just like a sodium bomb. But
3: right. they're so good, especially with a
1: queso. Mm, yeah. You're making me want it. <laughs>
3: You live in Independence now. We are reviewing Los Cabos. Yes. Mexican Grill and Cantina right next to the Bass Pro Shop. I did not know that. (laughs) And right on the body of water now, Los Cabos says all of their their restaurants are on bodies of water. Interesting. And the body of water next to this one kind of looked man-made. It didn't look like a real (laughs) tropical... But this is independence, Missouri, so Yeah,
1: nothing is everything is man made here. Nothing's right. like natural
3: here. <laughs> so you've never had Los Cabos before?
1: I never have. Uh we were supposed to get some last Sunday, but they were closed unfortunately.
3: Oh weird. Yeah. Last Sunday?
1: Yeah, last Sunday.
3: Well, stuff isn't really open anymore, so I know.
1: It's weird hours nowadays. Yeah. So I'm glad that you brought it here to the Bogus headquarters.
3: And what are some other taco stops in, in Independence that you'd recommend or stuff that uh, places I you've checked out? I recently
1: moved here, so I haven't been able to check out everything. We had uh, Las Fuentes, um, which is pretty much down the street from my place. It's not too bad, but it's kind of, I hate to say it, a little basic. It's still pretty good, and the is very good. There are a couple other places I want to check out. I think another one is um, El Vaco or Los Vacos. Vol-
3: Volcan?
1: Volcan? Yeah, something like that. That looked like it was pretty good. They had some street tacos there that looked good. I'm more familiar with Wine Diet, like in KCK. And I know you did a bunch of um, reviews on uh, all those restaurants out there. And uh, when we first started talking, I brought up Don Antonio's. I had a um, fellow coworker that introduced me to that place and that place is so good so good amazing their street tacos almost everything on the menu is amazing but their street tacos especially are phenomenal
3: the day i went and recorded there and ate And then after we were done recording, I went back there and ate
1: again. It's contagious. So good. And they make their own tortilla shells there and stuff. They have a little shop there with all the stuff they make in store. Amazing place. I love that place. So good. Yep. And then uh, I think it's called California's or Califonos or something like that. It's off like Kansas Avenue there in KCK. I know you don't like burritos on the show. Is it a burrito place? It's not just a burrito place, but their burritos are to die for there. It's amazing. Same thing. There's another place. I think it's called burrito shop or burrito stop. It's connected to that gas station on like central Avenue. They have the best breakfast burritos. I know you hate saying burritos on the show, but I say check those out.
3: We might have to do that on our sister podcast, Burritoville. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that for real? Uh, yeah. We, okay. We, yeah. <laughs>
1: might as well sure. start now.
3: <laughs> I mean, I've been wanting to do uh, a Burritoville episode, so maybe we'll... Uh,
1: Try it out. Do like uh, a, a one-off or something and see yeah, what happens with it. Yeah.
3: That. We'll see if I ever come back to tacos after eating a burrito.
1: <laughs> a breakfast burrito, especially. <laughs> All right, man. Did that make you hungry?
2: It made me feel a lot of things.
1: <laughs> did you have a taco tico uh, in in your area? Or no, anything? no, no, no. Any... We
2: no, we had. Uh, we you had have Del Taco. Had... No, we don't even have Del Taco. We wow. have Taco Bell, of course, yeah, of course, the gold standard of fast yep. food tacos. Um, my very local, uh, you know, sort of bodega chain here in New Jersey is called Quick Check. And, oh, never uh, heard of it. Yeah, no, there's no way you would. Um, but it's New Jersey-specific chain, and it is very much a bodega, you know, but they have delis okay. inside. And I actually worked at one for a number of years while I was in college. <laughs> and I have a lot of stories about that place we could talk about sometime. Um, we should. That would be fun. Yeah, I was... Uh, I was I was flashed uh, by, like, a 70-year-old woman on my 21st birthday there.
3: Wow.
0: Um,
2: But, yeah, so we made tacos there for a while, and they would make you violently ill. Violently ill. Damn. Okay. But, uh, no, Taco Bell's a standard. And also, we have this place locally called Jose Tejas, Hmm. which is just literally the best Mexican – or I should say Tex-Mex, because it's it's decidedly Tex-Mex. But it's the best Tex-Mex you'll ever have in your life. I don't care – who you are or where you're from, <laughs> even if you're from Tex Mex, from Tex-Mex. Texaco, yeah, the border between Texas and Mexico. Okay, you know it, it's so 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 good. So we don't really play around with Mexican food around Sounds here. We, like we kind of we yeah. I mean, um, we, we 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 have like you know the starting lineup of of. Of Mexican food around here. So, cool.
1: Well, whenever I know. come visit you, we'll have to stop by there and get some tacos or something. Get some of that Tex-Mix. Yeah, and we're going to ship bricks and blood. Perfect. Love it. Well, let's jump into our last couple clips here for our episode. So, there, during our To Be Ween episode, I think one of my last things I mentioned was Body Bags, the movie Body Bags. And that had to been cut for time because we both kind of got a little deep in discussion about that. When we were just supposed to just recommend movies, we just ended up like almost focusing the full podcast on Body backs, which it, it deserved.
2: It's easy to do that sometimes. You never know what's going to strike a chord yes. when you're having these conversations.
1: That's right. Well, I guess without further ado, let's get back into that Halloween mood and let's hear a little more about Body, body Bags. agree 100 percent and I'm gonna follow that one up with another really weird ghoulish host and um this host hosted a movie called body bags oh
2: dude from 1993 yeah. I'm so glad you're talking about body bags man i, I was gonna <laughs> add this one i feel oh, like shit. it's not
1: talked about enough i feel like um a lot of other john carpenter movies kind of uh, overshadows this one but this one is just a classic for multiple reasons well this is kind of it.
2: john carpenter's version of Creepshow show or cat's yes. eye or something you know like a wonderful little anthology you've got a little some mark hamill in there with a mustache yes, yeah yeah
1: i love great. it it's i love it so body bags is a horror anthology from the minds of john carpenter and toby hooper
2: oh yeah professional maniac Toby Hooper.
1: <laughs> so it includes three horrific tales of despair, which I'm going to talk about briefly. The first one is called the gas station. And in this tale, a serial killer has escaped from the nearby mental hospital. And uh, there's a gas station that's pretty close by there. And you'll see at the beginning of the, of the is that the, the, the nighttime, the graveyard shift tenant comes in to take over. Uh, for, the, for the remainder of the night and she gets freaked out multiple times by all these weird customers late night customers that come through and um i don't want to ruin what happens because it it ends perfectly like it's very well written you can definitely tell it's john carpenter because it takes place at uh, haddonfield illinois there you go so there you go it's in the same universe as halloween and michael myers oh that's wonderful I love that. So the next uh, horror tale is called Hair. It's about a businessman that's obsessed with losing his hair and gets a hair transplant where the hair won't stop growing and actually takes over his body. That's great. Love that that is great.
2: That is great. That is so great. I, I thought that was going to happen to me when I first hit puberty. <laughs> I was thinking- I mean,
1: it's going to happen to you right now. What is to going on? I do see you on?
2: with your shirt off. <laughs> My hair is nuts right now, dude.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I like it. It makes you look manly.
2: I want to be a little <laughs> I want to look like I got a little bit of an edge to me.
1: There you go. And then the last one's called I. And this was probably my favorite. Not only because it stars Mark Hamill, because the story I feel like is pretty original. It may have came from an older story of like a, t- a horror tale maybe from like Tell us from the crypt comic book or whatever, but a baseball player played by Mark Hamill gets in a serious car accident where he actually like loses his eye and an experimental surgery procedure. He gets a replacement from a recently deceased person. Um, he soon starts experiencing like really bad nightmares of killing and raping women. And, uh, he soon finds out that the donor that gave him the eye was a serial killer and he can no longer stop the urge to kill. That's great. I love it. That's God, he's really so good. good. He's over the top. He almost hits that, like, the, the mark where he hits with the Joker in the animated uh, Batman series.
2: Mark Hamill is is fantastic. And I think that since Star Wars is so, like, the most famous thing that ever existed, not just of his, just in general, it's it, Star Wars has become, like, you know, you you're, if you want to go buy yourself a toothbrush, you're probably going to find a Star Wars one before you find, like, a standard Crest one. At least one, you yes. Yeah. A lot of people just think of his his work as Luke, and yeah, it's unfortunate. Was, he was not bad, but I mean, it's just like he's not doing anything amazing in that, in my opinion. But he does amazing shit in his career. This is one of them. His voice acting is 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 fucking phenomenal. The roof. Yeah, like phenomenal. He, he is like the voice actor, man. Like yes,
1: real deal. I I agree. Um, so the biggest reason why I brought up the connection to Elvira is because John Carpenter plays a crypt keeper like uh, morgue coroner. Uh, that kind of does the the wraparound story, and he just really hams it up. Like he is just loving every bit of it, like digging into the, all the dead bodies and eating stuff. And Hell it's yeah. amazing. It's a perfect introduction, and it ends so well. I love it so much. This has to be on your Halloween playlist.
2: Yeah, I, these, these 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 anthology the horror films are so great around Halloween time. Uh, Creepshow Two is also on Tubi. Yes, it um, is. And that you know, just uh, there's just something where you just get a little taste of something spooky, and sometimes that's better than getting a full fledged film, you know, because it leaves a little bit more to your imagination. And and they say that about filmmaking, especially horror filmmaking, is like. It's better not to show everything. I mean, I know as yes. a horror fan, I like, as soon as I turn the movie, I'm like, show me the monster. I want to yeah. see the whole monster I wanna see the straight monster. on. I want
1: to see the monster. I want to see the gore. I Give wanna it to see, me now. I
2: want to see his teeth. I want to see his fingernails. I want to see everything. <laughs> but it's actually better if you don't show it, because if you don't show it and you just allude to it and see shadows and silhouettes and... You know, small. That's that's more
1: of like a a Hitchcock feel to it. Yeah. Or they,
2: it's it's what you don't see is what's scary. Because you're, you know, if I show you my monster in my film, he's as scary as I make it. And if I don't show you my monster in my film, he's as scary as you can imagine him to be. Exactly. So these anthology, so these horror anthology films are wonderful for your Halloween playlist. And and body bags, dude. Perfect, perfect, perfect way to round up the season. I'm so glad you added this to the Halloween playlist. Me too. Wow, wow, wee wow. That sure is a lot of body
3: bags.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so another great episode that we had this season was when we had uh, Scott Barber and Adam Sweeney. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had them on to talk about their uh, stellar 90s Nickelodeon documentary, The Orange Years. And uh, these are very nostalgic guys just like us, so – you know, it was hard to focus on the task at hand. Anytime we brought something up, you know, you just want to dive deeper into that subject. You know, I I knew that um, there was some guar content being worked on by these guys, <laughs> right. and it was really hard for me to not talk about that the whole time. <laughs> um, so for a little bit here, we deviated and and went deep into Pete and Pete, uh, which is a favorite of everybody's. Everyone, yes, you know, on the show, but just everybody in the in the world. Yes. You know, after that, actually, my dad, we used to watch that show together a lot when I was a kid. Oh, that's cool. And so, I told him that we were interviewing these folks who made this documentary and we talked about Pete and Pete. And so, for like the next month, he was sending me pictures of Pete and Pete and like quoting Pete and Pete to me and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, here here's a bit more of our uh, Pete and Pete uh, discussion as it were.
1: That's right. So, enjoy you blowholes.
2: Are you in Kansas City, also, Jimmy? No, I'm in New Jersey. I'm actually, oh. weirdly enough, I'm like 20 minutes away from where they filmed the opening. Eatin Pete, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, I, 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 I've, been, I've been to the house. That's oh awesome. wow, I didn't know that. How awesome! Wow. I wish that's I could so live it, in that house. I right know. I know. I just drive past it in October. Like, Oh man, it feels, yeah. feels your soul up a little bit, man. And then you had
1: to pass the garage where little Pete saw Polaris play. Mm.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Well, I, yeah, I, 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 I beg you to come back and talk about guar when that's time.
1: Yes. Yeah. That'd be great. I would, yeah. I would love that. And we're really looking forward to seeing the movie. Like I'm, I'm oh, yeah. so excited that it comes out tomorrow so we can finally buy it. And my wife, like the biggest reason why we started talking is because of Nickelodeon, our love for Nickelodeon. Even though she's like eight years older than me, we still yeah. have that overlap. Oh, and, wow. and like just because we love the same stuff, like our wow. favorite TV show is The Adventures of Pete and Pete. And like right. our song is Hey Sandy. I mean, yeah. I know it's like totally like the lyrics are totally not about love or anything, but like right. it's just what you feel most nostalgic about, and it's mm-hmm. our song. Like I love it so much.
4: Yeah, oh, it's amazing. amazing. Adventures of Pete and Pete are is the best, and 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 Danny Tamborelli, Michael Cimarron is awesome too, but mm-hmm. Danny is so nice. He's they loved, both like, the seem. Nice I, I listen to their
1: podcast, and they both seem like so genuine and yeah. nice, and they like. They're not embarrassed about what they yes. do. Like they they embrace that. They go yeah. on tour and stuff. Well, they used to go on tour and stuff, and I,
2: I their fans. We we saw Polaris play in Brooklyn, and I met uh, Danny and Mike. And Mike said, uh, "I was the tallest person you ever met." <laughs> <laughs> That's isn't awesome. Mike? Isn't Mike a little tall too? I, t- I the picture. Kind of uh, the picture makes me look like a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, it's like.
4: Look the fact, Mike is actually only two foot seven. Really? I
2: would have I never bad guess bad that.
4: Bad. I wouldn't have guessed. They, used, you know what they actually on.
2: used. Uh, if you guys ever seen the movie The Gate, they had to use forced perspective. Yes, to make yes. Of, like, it's the right sign. Yes,
4: yeah. I thought. I thought that you were going to say they had to have those little, like little, like demon little. Dudes it <laughs> yeah, so creative. they just had them over and over, and they kept like having, like they kept reading the gate, and the guys like close it. Yeah, they're like not until this series is over. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And i really wish no, that you guys would like make a documentary about the adventures of pete and pete just because how much you guys love it and like you already have that connection i feel like I that's just like the perfect move
4: it'd be fun man like i mean I know. you know and will will McRobb, like i mean they all have i mean they either have nickelodeon or amazon connections i still need to watch it but there's a uh, he came out with a show called what a boy named mayo I've heard good things about it. Yes, yes, and yeah. then Chris Viscardi was involved. With, has involved with Nickelodeon, like mm-hmm. was like one of the executives. So I mean, you know, and then Toby Huss like has gone on to do *Halt and Catch Fire*, mm-hmm. *The Invitation*, yeah, *Glow*. Uh, he's amazing. So good I mean, for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you guys badass. can even
1: talk about uh, the lost Pete and Pete movie *Snow Day*. And uh, yeah, yeah, like I, I really wish that would have worked out. But then again, like maybe that would have been like i think they were too old for their roles yeah. at that point but still i wanted like a better closure than saturday i don't know that's just me yeah yeah, yeah.
4: it's interesting like se- yeah yeah for sure it's, it's interesting like season three is kind of like a forgotten season in a way do you know Well, it was I mean. never like,
1: released it was never like had I, a proper physical release which is so unfortunate there was Are if you s- guys
4: ever
2: if you guys ever checked out my brother my brother and me a podcast. uh the brother one brother justin mcelroy he started a twitter thread and he he brought like everybody in and he has enough traction where like you couldn't ignore him because he has like a million followers on twitter and uh he was like why is there no season three get everybody in here now and he tagged everybody and everybody had to like answer and they were like oh well, it wasn't us. We wanted to release it and all this stuff. So it, he almost made it happen. But it, yeah. apparently it is is—it is about this little bit of music that they don't mm-hmm. have the right to. I believe that's, it. that's what I heard. That's it is. It's like the
4: state. Yeah. It's like the state, right? Like, I mean, you yes. go back and you watch it and they've just changed it all, which makes a big difference. Like, yes, it oh, does. So we we got, we got the
2: uh, Blu-ray. My wife and I, we got the Blu-ray of uh, that 70s show. And yeah. they changed all of the music to like Muzak. So like where it Why would, would they be. they do so, Yeah, all like. Cool hits that you know. It's now just weird elevator music and stuff. I guess it comes down to two if you even can, because like Adam was saying, the state, you know, that was on MTV. So as long Mm -hmm. as it was on MTV, they could play anything. And so it took them forever, but luckily I guess they were you have to have the original tracks, like the dialogue, the music, the effects.
4: If you if you have those, you can just swap out the music tracks. But maybe right. like Pete and Pete doesn't. It's all just mastered onto one thing, yeah, so they right, can't right. separate it out. I don't that know. That would make sense. That's weird, though. I mean, geez. I know
1: it's it's only like I think the second season got released in DVD like two thousand five. Like it's yep. been fifteen years, yeah. and we wow. still haven't seen anything. That's so unfortunate.
2: Yeah, in a beautiful standard death
1: yes, I'm cool with that four uh 3 three I'm cool with that yeah. no mind at all
4: <laughs> we'll take it We'll take that any way that we can exactly honestly,
2: all right, man. well, I think that was great. you know sometimes we're doing these episodes, we can strike these chords of you know nostalgia that that's what we're here to do, but we strike these chords right, and it's hard to get out of you know, situations and it's hard to stay uh, on track, I should say, uh-huh. you know, so we're talking about these things and we're having such a good time doing it. We lose track. You, you might not realize it, regular listeners of the show that, you know, we leave a lot of shit on the cutting room floor, as it were, <laughs> you know, yes. um, because some of these things can be talked about for hours, you know, easily. So that's sort of what we had going on today. That's right. Is, uh showing you a little bit of the, the, the meat scraps on the floor in the butcher. <laughs> just a couple of <laughs> meat scraps. But sometimes the meat scraps are really, are really it's good. It's still you a good cut. Yeah. It's, that's a good cut of meat, but I can't fit it in the package. Exactly. That's, that's very well put,
1: Jamie. And I think that's a perfect way to end our episode as well. Yeah. So when we get back into February, we'll have all brand new nostalgic content that we're going to be talking about. Uh, Jamie and I have been talking at long links about what we want to do for the remainder of this season. And we've got a lot of good ideas we want to put in place and set in place for you for the remainder of the season.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely want, you know, I want to do some chaotic stuff. I'm totally know?
1: into that. A little bit, yeah, of, a little bit I wanna... of chaos, bringing some chaos to the Forever it's Bogus that podcast. Say- <laughs>
2: yeah, why so podcast? <laughs> I like um, it. That's not
1: the first time you brought up Joker this month, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm Joker. Well, why do a podcast? We have our own RSS feed now. So if you are looking for us, uh, it's so much easier to find us because you just look up the Forever Bogus podcast on any podcast platform. Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, you name it, we're on there. And go ahead and hit subscribe because starting in February, we're going to stop uploading our episodes to the Boom Howdy RSS feed. So meaning that we will only, and will strictly only be under the Forever Bogus podcast title.
2: Yeah, there was, uh, if you hadn't noticed, if you're a a subscriber, I said subscriber, (laughs) if you're a subscriber, uh, you may have noticed that when you subscribe to our show, you also get a number of shows that come from that same feed. Yes. No more. No more than. But you should
1: still support Boom Howdy. They still have a lot of great content. They still have other great podcasts. Definitely still support them. But more importantly... Support us. <laughs> the yeah, they're good. They're, uh,
2: they're good folks. They've done good by us. But, you know, it's just in the name of growth of the show. Yes. Um, I, like, we want the show to continue growing. And uh, that's that's something that, unfortunately, makes it a little bit difficult. Uh, so this will hopefully help and make it easier for people to find. And you can tell your friends. And it'll be easier for your friends to find. And yep. you can tell your auntie and your uncle and your mama and your daddy Why and your not? papa. And tell whoever you want. And... You know, you don't have to worry about them winding up on the wrong feed or the wrong show, (laughs) you know?
1: That is right. I I think there's about 100 other Forever Bogus podcasts out there, so make sure you listen to the right one.
2: Yeah. (laughs) If you don't hear this voice, turn it off.
1: That's right. But in all seriousness, thank you guys so much for supporting us and listening to our podcast on a weekly basis.
2: Yeah, and as always, keep on keeping on.
1: That's right. And um, until next time, be kind. Rewind. And <laughs> we'll all stay bogus. bogus. Y'all should know this forever bogus. Y'all should know this forever
0: bogus. Y'all should know this. This be the best podcast in the universe. We got the host. Rye Maker, Nothing like made candy bars. Any takers and arsenal of VHS tapes. I'm feeling really great, I'm hoping y'all great. Flea markets, yes, one for a nickel. Complain about Rwanda sounding like Angelica Pickles. Watching P and P, maybe Malcolm in the middle. Sale on carry the Snail. Mr. Meekly I hope one of these days you can bring me my mail. E-count, shot, you Hoover, Oda Pale, Ales. you want' on doper than diamonds, I got my bling with sales. Thinking I'ma get but by Marcella Prevail. I got no rhymes. PHS community, custom lush meat for you Nimrods. Rat game Steve Jobs on that PT style and distant, Eat my socks. Ox, Dragon Slayer modified with lasers. What we need right here is.